And hard and you aiming for the seven figures Hear from the experts who know how to deliver Success stories, plenty advice Time for you to rise, REI Tribe, yeah Real estate agents to investors All my entrepreneurs, time for you to check this Johan Durack, he's getting the started man From running businesses to digital marketing Hey, REI, REI Tribe REI, REI Tribe, let's go Welcome to the REI Trap Podcast. This is the first episode. This is your host, Johan. And today, I would like to introduce you a very uh, special guest, Mauricio. So to tell you a bit more about the story, uh, how we met, uh, every time I travel to you know different destinations overseas, I can't help myself. I have to go check some real estate. <laughs> so every time I go to some countries, I, I'm always Googling, you know, uh, who's the best uh, real estate agent, best real estate developer in this area. And I was in Tulum a few months ago and, uh, and actually just Googling it, Mauricio's website popped up in the top, in the top uh, result on Google. So that's actually how we ended up meeting. And so I think most of you guys might be interested by, you know, investing overseas. You might have heard about different destination. Um, it's obviously much cheaper to invest in uh, in Latin America, but being Central America or South America, than it is to invest here in the U.S. Yeah, uh, and and you can have a lifestyle that is very similar to what we know here in Miami. Honestly, it's like same thing, same kind of weather, very nice restaurants, a lot of entertainment around. So, uh, very very interesting. So, Mauricio, welcome on the show. Can you? Tell us a bit more about, you know, uh, your background and how you get started in real estate. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me, first of all. Uh, and yes, it was a really nice, uh, uh, really nice when I, when I met you and you talked to me about all the investments that you have made and all the, the, the different countries that you travel in, always looking forward to see the, the different kind of real estate that works in every country. And that's really amazing. So yes, we have, we've been here. The, I work for a company that's called Top Investments. Okay. And we've been here for more than 15 years with Top Investments. Uh, how do I start it? Well, my brother-in-law is the owner of the company of Top Investments. So it's like kind of a family, a family business. And he invited me. I was, I back in those days, I work in Monterey, Mexico. And he invited me to join him and told me like, I have a lot of work here. Uh, please join me. And for my, my wife and myself with my kids, we've always dreamed of uh, retiring and living here in, in Playa del Carmen and Tulum and Cancun. It was our dream. So we talked to, to each other and said like, what if we, instead of retiring here, we fulfill our dream of living in the paradise and and that's when we decided to make a change and came from Monterey, Mexico to, to live in Playa del Carmen and started working on real estate. So that's like kind of where we started. I guess as far as your company by itself in 15 years, they probably experienced such a huge transformation because I mean, I don't know if Cancun was already a, a touristic destination 15 years ago, but I know that in just a few years, if you look at Tulum, like, real estate development has really boomed in the area and it it's completely transformed so you probably like see this change every day happening it's uh, very exciting yes well back in like 15 years ago 
it was uh, Playa del Carmen had like the same boom that Tulum is having right now, okay? Uh, and like the pioneers of Tulum started investing like 10, 15 years ago in Tulum. In Playa del Carmen, the, the, a lot of people were starting to invest. A lot, you saw a lot of developments back in those days uh, that were already starting to, to, to develop here in Playa del Carmen, but not in Tulum. So back in those day, days, investing in Tulum, it was, it was like kind of like gambling, right? So you were gambling uh, in favor of Tulum. And it worked a lot for those investors that started in, in Tulum because there were, there was nothing back in those days in Tulum. So yes, it was, it was amazing seeing all the growth that we have in, in, in Cancun was already a, a really solid and consolidated, uh, not country because it's a city, a consolidated city. The tourism in Cancun was already really amazing and well known. Uh, worldwide, right? So Playa del Carmen started like a lot of people coming in, in here. European peoples, there's a great community from Europe and from the US, they started coming to Playa del Carmen and then Tulum. Uh, from, from what I understood. So back in the day, I think it was like when we met, it was almost a year ago. I think it More was less, last, yes. uh, yeah, approximately a year ago. And I remember that I had to land in Cancun and then rent a car to drive to Tulum. But correct me if I'm wrong, but I think now there's an international airport in Tulum. So it's probably going to bring like uh, even more attractivity to the real estate market because now you can really fly directly from Miami to Tulum. Definitely. And it's a project from the actual president. There's two really interesting projects uh, for this area. The one is the international airport of Tulum that it will be working in, they will finish in December of this year. Right now it's 50% uh, done. You can actually go and see in Tulum the construction and it's amazing. You can see it, but it will start working in December of this year. Hopefully the other really interesting uh, project that it's coming. It's the Majan train. I don't know if you heard about it. It's a train that will connect a lot of uh, the south part of Mexico. For example, you can go from Cancun to Tulum to Playa del Carmen to Merida uh, to Chiapas, that it's another city from Mexico. You can all go in this train that will connect, okay? And it's amazing because imagine coming people from the U.S. or Europe, and when they came back, on the, they came for a week maybe, they stayed on a... A hotel that it's all inclusive and they didn't get to know the area and it's really Quintana Roo it's more than the, the ocean and more than that there's a lot of stuff that you can see cenotes the ruins there's a lot of culture in here so imagine having this train that will connect you and instead of being on a hotel that it's all inclusive you can stay on an Airbnb for example or in the same hotel but uh, taking a train that in maybe half an hour you will be from Cancun to Merida or you will be in Tulum on the same you can go back and forth the same day and it will be really easy to connect to all these places Bacalar, uh, Tulum, Chetumal, Palenque, Chiapas all these places and you will be instead of, uh, of the whole week being on an all-inclusive hotel and getting to know just the beach and the hotel, 
you will be able to go all around this area that it's beautiful and it's amazing. That's amazing because that's really what I like to do. You know, I like to go out and explore. Yes. That's why I, I spend as little time as possible in, in the all-inclusive hotel. <laughs> and Cancun, um, Tulum has a lot to offer, but yeah. I already share this, this feedback because last week I was in Dominican Republic in Punta Cana and I had exactly the same thing. We went on, on a field trip to Santo Domingo for one day. And the, the guide was, was explaining to us that unfortunately, even though Dominican Republic just as Mexico has like a beautiful architecture and history yeah. and everything, but most people just stay, you know, enjoy the buffet and the all inclusive hotel and never actually leave the place. So even though they travel, they, they never really experience uh, the culture of the country. Yeah. So I it's, a, it's a good thing. Yeah. For example, there's a, you know, Chichen Itza, right? But it's a, it's amazing Chichen Itza. People from around the world come to visit exclusively Chichen Itza. Well, there's a, uh, another ruin that will be open to the public next year in Ma uh, May the, the 2024. That it's called Ixcabal. Those ones, those ruins are in, in Bacalar. And those ruins are more important politically uh, speaking of the, from the Majan. Okay. And they're bigger than Chichen Itza. So imagine the, the the history will change for all all of us and you can see that if you pick up the magic train and if you're staying in cancun or in tulum in in the same day you you can go back and forth and see these amazing things that you that you that the riviera maya offers to you right it's very interesting because uh in the last few years i feel like all the countries kind of like stepped out of the train line because of the development of airlines and everything. And now we're coming back at it. You know that in Florida, we have exactly the same thing. Okay. We have the bright line that has been developed in the last few years. Uh, and now it's connecting Miami to Orlando. Wow. And the plan, I think, is to, is to cover the entire East Coast. But in a, the train where actually it's all Florida got discovered back in the day, like the first train line was connected an hotel here that was built by Flager uh, back in the day. And that's how Florida, you know, started to be developed. And over the years, I don't know, like the train line had been cut completely. It's more for like industries. Okay. And the airline had been developed, but now we're kind of going back at it because it's a very efficient way to to travel around and it's totally. pretty ecological. So it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good way. So very, very interesting. So, uh, tell me a bit more about, you know, what your, what your company provide exactly to your, to your client. First of all, I, I would, uh, say the first question would be, what kind of clientele do you serve? Is it mostly people from the city, from like Mexico City, investing in, in Cancun and Tulum, or is it mostly foreigners bringing capital from abroad? Well, there's actually both. I can say half and half, uh, 50% Mexico, um, Mexico investors. And 50% foreign. Either from Europe, we have a lot of people that it's looking forward to, to invest in Mexico and also from US and Canada, there's, there's a lot of, of investors interesting. Because as you said, it's not the same to buy something in Florida. It's uh, with $5,000, sorry, $500,000, you can maybe buy a studio and here you can build a really nice house. <laughs> So it's really different thing and it's really interesting. So basically it's investors that want to either 
put a project to for the rentals and invest in Airbnb or people that wants to have a little space to come with the family, make their vacations usually in here in this in the paradise. And so we have a lot of uh, kind of investors. That's the interesting part of what we do. We with our clients and with our investors, the first thing that that it's really important to understand is what what are their needs, right? Because it's really different when when someone wants, uh, for example, if you want to buy an apartment, it's not the same if you want to buy an apartment to come with your family, not to put it on the rentals, uh, not to lend it to anybody and you want a really exclusive apartment for your family. That someone that wants to buy something for as an investment or to flip it out, uh, buy it on the pre-sale and before they get the title or the deed, they can resell it or someone that wants to put it on the Airbnb. Everything or every different uh, option creates a different opportunity for the investors, okay? So the one that... Uh, the best option for the one that wants to come for the family, it's not the best option for the one that wants to invest and resell the apartment. So first of all, you you have to understand what your investors are looking for, okay? And from there, you can talk to them and see what are the best options and, and present them maybe three, four different options that are the best for them or that are the, the best options on the moment with the best developers. That it's also... that's. That's a really important thing because we work with the best developers. We can work with a lot of developments and a lot of developers, but you have to know where to put your money because sometimes, and that's a fact, uh, maybe they won't finish or they're not the best quality. And I want to tell them my investors, it's important to see that also the quality of what you're getting, right? So, yes, basically that's what we do. I mean, we already experienced it when when we went together to see some apartments because you could see from one development to another, the quality, you can see that some of them, yeah. in order to deliver very fast, a product very cheap, have a tendency to, you know, cut some corners. Like, sure, the, it looks nice when you look from afar, but when yeah. you look into details, everything is kind of falling apart. But then you had some development where everything was... Honestly, the quality was even better than what we can find here in Florida as far as the finishes and everything. But obviously, those were a little bit more expensive because it's a better quality of development. So uh, I totally agree. And, and it's very difficult to notice those things when you're buying uh, a project, just looking at the renderings and plans. Yes. So that's where having someone with your expertise that you know has already done this legwork of checking the background of the developer and previous projects and everything. Uh, that's where it's very, very valuable. And I think as well, like that's why I was asking you the question about people from the city investing in Cancun and, and, uh, and Tulum, because when we talk about investing overseas for Americans, I've seen a lot of, in different countries, projects being built only for foreigners. And the problem is with that, you don't have any local market. You don't have any locals actually buying those projects. If I understand correctly what you were saying, it's not the case in, in Mexico because the same development that you would sell to a foreigner, you're going to have some people from the city, from Mexico, buying units in the same building just because it's a good investment even for locals, right? Exactly. That's, that's the main part. That a lot of people, and that's interesting because 
when I talk to foreigners, they they tell me like it's the same price for us than than from the, for the Mexican people, and I'm like yes, we're we're telling you the same prices, the same developments. That will be the same. What changes maybe, for example, but talking about locals that live in Quintana Roo, in Cancun, Tulum, Playa del Carmen, that maybe we want to buy something where we can live and be near the schools and and the different things or needs that we have for ourselves. But as an investor, we provide the same projects for Mexican people for than to the foreigners, okay? So it will be exactly the same, the same prices, the same uh, discounts that we can get. The only thing that changes, and remember, it's that uh, foreign, when they buy in, in Quintana Roo, they have to uh, get their own uh, develop or their properties through a trust, okay? There's two ways to, to get a property in Quintana Roo, either a trust or creating a company, okay? So those are the two ways that you can get your your properties in here in Quintana Roo, either creating a company or, the, or a to ask you, I was going to ask you about that because that's the part that, you know, a lot of people might wonder, okay, uh, I'm interested, I want to buy a property there. Like, what does it take to actually buy it? It's not it's not as simple as, as it is here in the US where you just walk to a title company and they take care of, every, of everything for you. It seems complicated, but it's actually not that complicated, right? Oh, yeah. And and your company takes care of everything. Yeah, we 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 have we work together with a really uh, good group of lawyers that can help with this. I always tell my cl my clients, if you're interested in buying a couple of more than one property, maybe the best option is creating a company, okay? Because it will help you with the taxes and all that stuff. But if it's only one property, you can do it through a trust. And in the, this is with a, a bank in here in, in Mexico. You also have to work with the lawyers that will help you with this process. But it's really simple and, it, and it's uh, not expensive also. It's more or less like $2,000 to create a trust. And after that, you will pay like 0.08% of the taxes a year of the property. So it's really tax right yeah when you say zero eight percent okay so yeah. you pay it anyways a property tax doesn't matter if you're a company or a trust you you yes. pay it anyway right? yeah, yeah you have so to what pay. kind of taxes what kind of taxes do you save when you when you open a company is it on your rental income yeah for the rental income the, that will help you to reduce and because there's a lot of uh, things that you can do with your accountants to, to reduce the, the taxes that you will have to pay because you know people hear a lot of things about Mexico it's safe to invest right it's yeah. not like if an American buys something the property is going to be his property and no one can steal it definitely what happened the, this the the concern is because a lot of years ago they were having problems why because for example I don't know 20 years ago if you buy something you will have to get in contact with a Mexican guy, for example, you buy a property, a beachfront property, and you will have to, I will have to sign for you. As a friend, I will tell you like, okay, I will sign for you and the property will be under my name, but we know that it's yours. Okay, but suddenly if I'm dead and my kids are like uh, kind of greedy, they will say that that's my father's property. And legally it was my my property, okay? so. 
that's when the problems for the foreign started, okay? But with the trust, there's no way that you will, that this will happen, okay? In the trust, you can... Uh, document. Exactly. In the trust, you can erase it to the, your uh, sons and, and daughters. So that's also really interesting for you. Now, I would say, you know, sometimes we have like, I know that in the US it doesn't really happen. It's very rare, but... I know in some countries, sometimes when you buy, for example, a house, you own the house, but you don't own the land behind and below it. It's more like a concession. Like okay. you can use the land for like 90 years, 80 years, whatever is on the contract. Okay. Uh, uh, what happened in, in Mexico? Is it the same thing? Like no. today, if I buy a house, am I like fully owner and I can, my family can inherit from the house and like, keep it for the next 300 years or yes. is it or do i have to give it back at some point no 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 no, no. when you buy a house you buy the lot or the, the land in the house so it's yours completely yeah eventually if your your grandson want to turn down the house and make a brand new house they can do it as well i i think one of the concerns that a lot of people might have because <clears throat> of you know People just don't know Mexico that well, after all. And, you know, we have all those shows that we see on Netflix and everything. That's probably <laughs> most of the education that people have about Mexico. So I think some people might think, you know, when I travel to Tulum, a lot of people were like, oh, it's not safe. Don't go there. I'm like, I should be fine. But they had exactly the same reaction when I traveled last summer to Colombia. But my point is, what is the situation right now in, in Tulum, Cancun, Playa del Carmen? People might be a little bit scared about, you know, some stuff that we see in the news and stuff like that. So you're living there every day and you have kids, they're going to school, yeah. all of that. So uh, tell us a little bit more about what the life really is there. Look, uh, obviously there's a, a, a problem here in, in Mexico with the security, but I don't think that, and, and I don't want this to sound bad, but I don't think it's worse than any part in the world. Unfortunately, you see a lot of bad stuff happening also in the US in, in all around the world, right? People killing, I don't know if it's the social media or the values that we're losing values, but I live and I feel really uh, safe living in here. My wife, when she tells me at night, I'm going to go to the supermarket uh, because I need something. I feel free to let her go instead of, no, you know what, let me go for you. And no, nothing happens in here. And actually, if you, if you dig in, in a little bit more and tell me the amount of, of deaths in either Tulum, Playa del Carmen or Cancun, you will find out that you will find out that it's not that much. I don't know, five, ten, what on during the entire year and. Unfortunately, for example, in the U.S., and again, it's nothing against that. I love U.S., and I go a lot, but you can find that uh, maybe uh, per month. or, or... It's, a, it's what happens every week in Miami, for sure. Yeah, so um... it's, it's really safe, and, and I don't say that, I'm not saying that there's nothing happens, because it happens, and, and there's a, also a problem, but I feel really, really safe living in here, I think. I think the social media, remember that Tulum, Cancun, and Playa del Carmen, it's a, a, a city, or there are cities that all around the world are, are looking at them to see if they can come and visit, that it's a, 
Paradisaki, a paradise to come and, and vacation here. And people all around the world want to come here. So what happens if, if something bad happens? It will be a worldwide news, right? Every everybody will tell somebody died in Cancun, somebody died in Tulum, somebody died in Playa del Carmen. When really they don't talk about the other good stuff that is happening around. Because what they sell bad news sells, okay? And and unfortunately, all around the world it works the same. But bad news sells and not the good stuff. But no, it's really safe to come in here. I talked to a client that comes from Sweden, and he was telling me like I was really scared. Coming, I usually go and and back to Thailand, and all my vacations are in Thailand. And he told me like it's the same time uh, flight time to come to Mexico. So I decided to come with my family, visit for a whole month, and stay here, rent the car, and go all, or all around uh, the Riviera Maya. And he told me like it's I feel really safe. Uh, nothing bad happened to me. My family, it's in love with Mexico, in love with the uh, culture in the Riviera Maya. And he was like surprised. And he told me like, the, unfortunately, the news don't help you. But but I'm telling all my friends that it's beautiful and, and it's amazing to come here. You can go all around and nobody will disturb you. I totally agree with you. I think newspaper, unfortunately, it's always been like this. They need a good hook. And so they need a headline that shock people and get them to buy the newspaper. So. Yeah. It's uh, it's unfortunate, but if they were like doing a newspaper with a headline, everything is beautiful and fine, and in Cancun it wouldn't sell. Uh, but and I feel too like, uh, unfortunately, you know, there, there's a past in in cities like in uh, countries like Mexico, just like, as it is in in Colombia. Yeah, it is a beautiful country too, and people kind of like keep in mind what happened, you know, thirty, forty years ago. And uh, and keep like having the same thing happening over and over again. So, but it's a, it's very interesting to know that you know you're. I've been there in vacation. Everything was fine. I yeah. even got lost on the way uh, between Cancun and Tulum. I got lost in some <laughs> little village with like probably ten people living. I stopped by. People were very very helpful. So um, I felt perfectly safe there. And I mean, you're you're living there and you're the living proof that everything uh, everything is fine. Um, That's great. Can you can you tell me a bit more about you know uh, what can people find already in this? Uh, uh, so it's it's really I'm talking about the real estate market, but it's really three very distinctive real estate market between Cancun, Playa del Carmen, and uh, and Tulum. Uh, so can you talk a little bit more about you know the specific of those three markets? I feel like it's different kind of profile of clients depending on what they're really looking for, and then what kind of opportunity can we find there? Of course, and and we cannot. Uh, uh... I could add um, a fourth one that it's bacalar. It's an uh, bacalar for me today. It's like the people that were looking at Tulum in 2010 or uh, Playa del Carmen in 2000. It's like the pioneers are really investing right now in bacalar because everything that it's coming bacalar will be one of the stations of the Mayan train will be in bacalar. I don't know if it will be one or two stations over there. So. It's really a nice opportunity also to invest in Bacalar. Like between between this this new place, Bacalar and, and Tulum, for example, what are we talking about? Is it like twenty percent lower, fifteen percent? Like what's what's the difference of price between those those two cities? Well, 
you can find, for example, land in Bacalar for 900,000 pesos that will be in, in US dollars. Let me take out the, for example. To me in US dollar, my friend, yeah. because I, I won't be able to. <laughs> Last week I was in Dominican Republic in Punta Cana and like the guy asked me, send me an invoice for like, Fifty thousand or something like that. I was like, "What?" But then it was it was actually nothing in US dollars. No, for example, uh, in Bacalar you can find the land, or rural land, or how do you say it? Rural land. Land like a land to be built. Right? Yeah, uh, for fifty thousand uh, dollars, ten thousand seven hundred sixty-three square uh, square foot. Okay, so it's a really nice opportunity. This it's with a financial option of two years financial, no interest. So it's uh, Bacalar, it's like kind of the new opportunity. But talking, for example, Cancun, Playa del Carmen, Tulum, uh, it's different. Well, the three of them, as you as you said at the beginning. But for example, for me, Cancun, it's uh, there's a lot of hotels. There are not that much Airbnb options. So. It's kind of interesting for the investors to look also at Cancun because there, there are not a lot of Airbnbs. So if you find a really nice option that we have, <laughs> uh, it, it, it becomes a, an opportunity because there, it's like, um, how do you say it in English? A nicho de mercado. It's like, uh, something new for for Cancun something really near the ocean because everything in, Can in Cancun remember it's hotels 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 right because when they built Cancun there was nothing Airbnb didn't exist so correct me if I'm wrong but I had exactly the same discussion in in Punta Cana with someone there because they're talking about selling properties for Airbnb and I was like but wait a minute everybody that comes to Punta Cana they want this all-inclusive experience. They want the all-you-can-eat buffet and everything. And she was telling me, yeah, but it's actually the clients for those Airbnb are actually not the Americans. They're actually people from Dominican Republic or living in the U.S., Dominicans living in the U.S. When they move back home for the vacation, they don't go to those hotels. They would rather rent an entire house because then they can have family stop by or people from across the island can come and, you know, like, spend a few days. So is it the same thing for you? Like in, in Cancun, would it be more like Mexicans renting the Airbnb because they want to have the family and, and everybody? No, around? I think it's different because remember that our people that want to go to vacation and don't move, stay at the hotel on an all-inclusive and that's it. But there's a lot of people that want to go on vacation and want, get to know everything around. And it doesn't make sense to pay an all-inclusive and, and go all around and eat outside and, and pay all around the, the Riviera Maya or all around Cancun, different restaurants. You're already paying the food for the all-inclusive. So it's a lot of people. For example, when you go in Tulum, there's a lot of people from the U.S. and Canada that go to Tulum. And everything in Tulum, basically everything, it's uh, Airbnbs. So there's nothing... Or nobody offers this in Cancun. They're starting to make some developments in Cancun that will offer uh, be 
either at the beach or really near the beach where you can go to a beach club and, eat and as well stay in Cancun where there's a little bit more Cancun. It's uh, maybe like a Miami, a little Miami, right? All the, the shopping centers and all the shopping malls and really nice and fancy restaurants and all that, but on an Airbnb and not on an inclusive. Playa del Carmen is, uh, I, I think Playa del Carmen, it was before all the party and, and you want to come and have fun. It was Playa del Carmen, but it, it's been changing a little bit. Playa del Carmen now, a lot of, there's a lot of community growing in here, families. Back in 2000, 2010, there were not a lot of families in Playa del Carmen. It was like, Tulum, everything was party. Right now, there's uh, starting to build a community all around Playa del Carmen. And it's really nice to come and, and see. I really love Playa del Carmen and I live in Playa del Carmen. So it's, we're just in the middle, the same distance or basically the same distance from Playa del Carmen to Cancun or from Playa del Carmen to Tulum. So if you stay in Playa del Carmen, you can go to both worlds and, and you can also go uh, either to Merida, you can move all around. So there's a lot of uh, interesting options in Playa del Carmen. There's not a lot of hotels, maybe at the Riviera, in between Playa del Carmen and Cancun, and in between Playa del Carmen and Tulum. And there's a couple of uh, uh, hotels in downtown Playa del Carmen, but there's a lot of Airbnbs where you can find really nice prices and really nice options. In Playa del Carmen, it's a famous Fifth Avenue where there's a lot of restaurants, there's a lot of shopping, a lot of uh, Mexican stuff, uh, artisans, uh, artisans, yeah, artisans, craft and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. That built from uh, Mexican Mexican people, and there's it's really nice to walk all around the the Fifth Avenue. Um, and well, Tulum, it's more party for more uh, uh, people that wants to come and. Also, Tulum also, for example, it's party on one side, but also the people that likes yoga and, and spiritual being. That's what I would say. You know, I'm not, I'm not such a party guy, honestly. I, I, <laughs> I, I stopped doing that years ago. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Tulum is very, is really a special place in my yes. opinion. Like I, I really love it there because. It has such a unique vibe that really you can't find anywhere else. Because let's be honest, like when you go to Cancun, you can find, you know, in the Caribbean, several places that have the same kind of like big hotels and yeah. everything. It's, it's very similar. Tulum is very unique. I never, I never found any place like that. I haven't been to Bali yet. Some people told me that Bali has a similar vibe. Yeah. But yeah, Tulum is very unique. But I personally don't party that much, but I think like there's amazing restaurants. Amazing or, uh, restaurants. If you're a foodie, there is uh, all this yoga and spiritual thing and all of that. Yes. And I, I really enjoy it. And even simplest thing, you know, with uh, one one night we we just went to um, to the uh, kind of I don't know if we can call that downtown, but like the main street in in Tulum and. We had some uh, food, food street, you know, like tacos and yeah. everything in the street. And it's so nice. It's animated. Everybody is there. It's a, it's it's such a great vibe. So uh, I really love this city and the fact that you can just ride your scooter around and everything is uh, is uh, that's is amazing. Very close by. That's amazing. A lot of people say, uh, "How do you move all around Tulum?" And a lot of people go around with the scooters, with bicycles. 
and it's amazing to to see that everyone is walking all around in Mexico. We're like we we never walk. That's that's a fact. We we want to like everywhere, even though it's really really close. We will pick up the car and go and, and driving. And in Tulum, you see a lot of people walking, uh, going on the scooters, and this is beautiful, and this is amazing. You can go and see, for example, I don't know if you went uh, to the Majan ruins that are right across the, the ocean, and you have amazing views over there. When I go somewhere, I do the full touristic thing. Like, I did the cenotes, I did everything you can think of. <laughs> yeah, the cenotes. Uh, the ruins, I, I, when I took my kids to see the ruins and they, we were like, here were all the Majans in here uh, protecting and making all the, uh, how do you say, the, the customer or the commerce uh, all around with, with other people. And, and then from Tulum, you can go to Cobá or to Valladolid. There are little towns in, around and it's beautiful. This thing too, I think it's closer to Cancun maybe, uh, but I, I went, so a few years before I went to Cancun with my kids and we went to this, uh, to this park, I, uh, I forget the name, Iscaret, yeah. something like Ooh, that. It's amazing, Iscaret have like seven different theme parks, okay? Uh, one it's Iscaret and it's beautiful, as you said, there's a lot of uh, uh, exposure and, and there's a lot of um, shows that they all the shows in Iscaret talk about the culture in Mexico uh, actually the the last show that they have I don't know if you were able to see it with your kids they talk all the history of Mexico they they during a show that it's that it takes around one hour and a half two hours they talk about the history of Mexico and they do it in an, uh, a specific way or a, a really emotional way that it's they have international prices on that show that it's amazing when you see it and you get to know a little bit more of mexico this one but uh i was i was actually very fascinated because it's very hard to keep kids focused especially on like cultural things yeah. you know uh but they were actually they loved it for them it was like it was a right mix of like disneyland yeah. with the mexican <laughs> culture in it so they, they had a great time and, uh, and I think, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very interesting place. So there is so many things to, mm. to be seen, uh, and you can really not see everything in one week. Uh, but yeah. let's get back to, to the real estate, uh, <laughs> yeah. the real estate part. So, uh, tell me a bit more about, you know, uh, real estate specifics. Someone today that want to have, let's say, um, they have approximately, um, a budget of 250 first of all is it possible to get financing in uh, in mexico or is it or do you have to come with cash no uh, it's it, it is possible to get financing uh, it depends on the on which if it's for example a pre-sale project most of the developers give you the option of uh, financing during the construction okay so it's really amazing other developers give you the option of, for example, 30% down payment and 70% upon delivery. So what I plan, but do you have any financing on like, let's say, Hey, I want to buy this apartment and I'm going to pay my mortgage on the next 10 or 15 years. Is it something that is doable? Uh, yes. Not with the banks. Uh, specifically, there are some companies that we can always 
recommend you. There are, they exist. For me, it's better to get a, uh, for example, a credit from the U.S. Why? Because the interest rate in Mexico, remember, it's uh, around, I don't know, 10 to 12 percent. And in the U.S., I believe it's like 5, 6 percent. So it's always more interesting to get a financial credit in or mortgage in the U.S. But it, but there are options in here. Yeah, there are some companies. I think you told me last time the interest rate was very, very high. So yeah. uh, I actually went into like looking at option after after we talked and uh, I'm going to record an entire YouTube video on this on this topic. But I think I found the perfect way to actually finance a property in uh, in uh, in Tulum if you have the, the cash available here in the U.S. And we do that here through um, a very specifically build wall life insurance policy that allow you to basically earn an interest on the cash that you put in the policy here in the US. Okay. And right after you put the cash inside, you can borrow against the policy at 4% interest rate. So wow. basically, instead of having to pay 10, 12, 15% interest in Mexico, you just borrow against this uh, policy that you have here in the US. Your money is still in the policy, it's still earned interest, but you can then use the capital to do uh, uh, to buy a property in Tulum, that's... which is going to generate some income on its own because that's where I'm getting uh, now. Like, what can you do with this property? Because I'm here living in Florida, I love Tulum, but I'm not going to come to Tulum <laughs> once a month. So if I want to use my apartment, you know, two times a year, what can I do with these properties the rest of the year? Of course, you can put them on Airbnb and booking on all the these platforms that they can work. What I always advise my my investors is uh, get a really nice property manager, a really good property manager that will help you with the rentals. Okay, and what do they do? It's receive all the 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 clients that come and make them like the checklist. This is what you have. This is what. You know, you're able to do, etc., etc. Give them a really nice property. It's important to get a really good property manager because it's like half of the of the job. Half of the rentals are a good and nice apartment with really nice amenities that can provide you a really nice location. But the other part is like your property manager works as a concierge. Okay, so if you give the customer and this extra that can help all your, all your your clients to to feel like home and, and get all the options and all the comfortable and, and have everything really good well done with your apartment. This is a really nice fifty percent that will help you to rent it. But uh, answering the question it's when you want to come you have your own apartment and, and the rest of the year you can rent it out and at least for me, at least, you can get an, an 8% uh, return of investment. That would be like the, the lowest thing. So if you're paying a 4% uh, interest in the U.S., you're still getting a little bit more from the rentals, okay? We're talking about an 8% return on investment. So it's once everything is already paid, right? You already pay for your property tax, for the management fee and everything, yes. or is it... No, 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 I think it will be after everything paid. For me, it's a really... Uh, that's uh, a very good... 
that's a very good return because honestly for something comparable here so of course you can like we we get this kind of return if you invest in you know in the midwest in some class b neighborhood but for for some properties as nice as the one that i've seen in in a location where i would go spend some time i would even live there uh eight percent return on investment is incredible in in Miami, if you buy a condominium in, in a nice location, not even talking about the price tag, <laughs> yeah. you're going to get a 3%, you're going to get a 3% return on your money, wow. no, not more than that. Uh, so that's very interesting. Now, let's talk a little bit about appreciation. Like, do you feel it's a market that has still a lot of rooms to, to grow? Like, do you see the price keep like raising and raising year after year? Well, yes. Also, of course, it depends on the, on the developer and it depends on your investment. You have to be really wise on where to put your money, right? A lot of people don't think about it, but talking about the location, talking about the amenities, talking about uh, what are you offering different from the your neighbor, right? So also, it could be inside your apartment. You can put a really nice design inside, and that's something different. A lot of people, for example, rent their apartments with a scooter, and that's that gives you an advantage from the other from the other people that are renting. So for me, it's like when I talk to the investor, it's let's think of a really nice place where they can, I don't know, Today, everybody, everybody wants to take pictures and put them on Instagram, Facebook, or the all TikTok or everything, right? So, what are you giving them so that they can make the vacation beyond the social media and they can take all the pictures and all that stuff? Exactly, yes. So, what are you offering them? Uh, a really nice spot where they can take pictures, the scooter that makes a difference, or a, maybe a bike, a, a Whatever, but this is this this helps I, a lot. I, I would prefer a bike. I would be afraid of the liability. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, no, I understand it, but I, but it I makes totally difference. Agree. Yeah, it makes it's a, a difference. It's a, it makes a big difference. And, I, I totally understand. And also, it's it's important the the stage where you invite your investors. That's for example, you can invest on an apartment when it's a friends and family option. And this is for the ones that are really nice uh, or looking for a really nice capital gain because you're buying where, where, when there's nothing built, when there's everything on paper, right? But you're buying and you're, you're buying at a really low, low price, okay? From there comes the pre-sale when they starting the construction and, but the price went, went up a little bit, okay? And after that, you can buy something already built where the capital gain, you will still get capital gain, but not as the same as the ones that invest in friends and family. So it's kind of what do you need? But also the ones that invest on something that it's ready to deliver, they can start putting their apartment to work, right? So. And I remember us having this conversation because I, I can't help it. I'm a distressed investor. So when, when I go, when I go find some deals, I'm always like, Find me a good deal. Find me someone that need to sell right now. I want yeah. something already built where I can just negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. I just, I can't help it. But then you explained to me and it makes perfect sense that you can actually find a better deal on the new development because then you buy, as you said, at a lower price and then 
you can even sell at different stage of the construction. You don't exactly. have to actually close on it. You can sell it during construction or even better wait until the apartment is delivered and you already have an upside even 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 getting the keys of the apartment you already make a profit and exactly it. So you can flip the paper uh this way as well yes which is very interesting you have to ask because not all the developers allow this but most of them do okay because they know that the first investors they want to maybe flip it and, and resell it a little bit and, and get a, a capital gain or get a, a get something of uh, advantage of, from there. Most of them know it, but you will always have to ask your, your real estate agent, Hey, can we resell it before uh, they deliver? And that's, that's the only thing that's important to know, right? I remember, and it goes back to, you know, renting on Airbnb and doing this whole short-term rental thing. Uh, I remember that you told me most of the apartment that we visited are actually sold with the furniture. So you don't, you don't need anything. Like they're already fully furnished and you can, you can buy them all stage with even like the yes. place and everything, right? I don't know if most of them, but there are a lot of, uh, uh, uh developers that sell like turnkey, right? Uh, and there are other ones that tell you like, you can you can buy and put your own equipment. I remember visiting this apartment and we're talking with the property manager that was, you know, uh, managing it as a short-term rentals. And, and I was like, oh, the furniture is beautiful. It yeah. was really like the Tulum style and everything. And I was like, what if the tenant mess it up and break the sofa? And you're like, don't worry about it. Like it's, it's the standout from the residents. They can go buy another one. They're going to switch it. You won't see any difference. And because it's, it's all made for, for rental investment. So it's, yes. uh, everything is already perfectly, uh, uh, perfectly set up. Now, when we're talking about property manager, would it be a third party? Like you choose the company you want to work with, or is it the developer that as their own management, let's say, hey, I buy in this residence, so I have to use the rental office of this residence. Usually, uh, there, this is uh, two ways. Either the developer, but it will work more as a condo hotel, okay, where they tell you, like, we are, we're going to rent it out and we're going to make all the property manager but that's kind of a different, also a nice, interesting way to invest. And the, there's the other way that a third party makes all the property manager, the uh, booking and all the, you need to repair something out. If they need something of maintenance inside the apartment. They will take care of it. But yeah, there's like two different, uh, ways or one is like the condo hotel where the developer says, we're going to manage all the, the rentals. And there's the other way that, that you can, pick up your own company or pick up a different company and put it on the rentals, right? So uh, one of the things that you told me earlier is that, uh, of course, you, you do real estate in general, so you can help anyone from the guy that wants to buy a condominium to a house or, or anything, but there is something that you really specialize on, and I think that's, that's not something very common. You specialize in land, and so you can help someone basically invest in land, but yes. also help them build their, their dream house. So uh, if you had to start like all over again, like you don't know anything about Tulum, you go to invest in, in Tulum. 
what would you do? Or in Mexico in general, would you rather buy a condominium or would you rather go straight to land development? Well, for me, Mauricio, I love investing in land. I, I have a couple of uh, investments made in, in its land. Why? Because uh, it depends on what you're looking to, to do, right? If you want to build a house, you buy the land uh, really cheap. And after that, you can build your house and build it as you want, right? As uh, Also, as you, everybody has their own different needs, okay? So it will be, for me, for example, I will always need a, if it's a two-floor houses, a two-level houses, I need a, a, a small bedroom on the, on the ground floor. Because I have my my mom and my mother-in-law, there are people that don't want to go up and down the stairs, right? But th this is my need. I'll, maybe another one wants uh, all the the entertainment part of the house on the ground floor and all the uh, family stuff on the second level, right? So it depends on the needs. For me, it's uh, starting the project by the land really cheap and build a house. But remember that all the uh, projects, the real estate starts with land, right? So if you want to build something, if you want to build a hotel, somebody had to buy the land and from there build this multi-millionaire project. So if you buy a really nice piece of land, from there maybe you can build something really interesting, a development of 10, 12, 6 apartments that maybe you can get, get really nice profit from there, okay? So I think the most interesting or where you can get more capital gain and get more money and get more uh, attract, it's more attract, uh, attractive for me to invest in land that to invest in something that it's already done. Okay. I'm not saying that I haven't. I, I bought, I bought a couple of apartments in, in, for example, in Cancun. Uh, but most of our investments of my family, it's in land. Just to recap a little bit what you said. So, uh, for you, the advantage of land is that you have two different options. If you want appreciation and cash flow, you can buy your land, build your house. Yes. And we're going to explain how you can help them do that. But you can also just see it as a pure investment. You won't get any cash flow, but you can just buy the land, just like create a real estate holding where you keep this land. The, the area is going to appreciate over time because land is, is valuable because it's limited in one area. So as a new real estate development uh, go up, your land is going to increase in value. Exactly. And then from there, you can sell it to another developer or decide to build a house down the road. So you can really do both things with land that you can't really do with a condo. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's for me the, the most uh, interesting part that you can do both. Either create a project for yourself or leave your, the land over there. The natural growth of the area, they will... Uh, get a lot of capital gain for your property, then you can sell it. Let's say, let's say I want to do that. I think my next question would be, how the hell am I going to manage that? Because I'm here in Florida. I, I barely like speak a few words of Spanish, not enough to, to manage a construction site. And I know that construction, because that, that was my job back in the day in France, I was doing land development. So 
I know what it is to be on the job site every day and, uh, yeah. and you know, manage everybody. Uh, it's very time intensive. So how do you manage everything here from the US? Uh, how do you manage a construction project in, in, uh, in Tulum? Like, how, how would that look like exactly? For example, what I like to do with my investors when they buy land and they, for example, I have some, some of them that are building really nice houses. I have the architect, we work with a group of architects that can do the project for them. And we like to make a Zoom call every month and show them all the, the advances of month by month. And we have a calendar that works. And this month you can expect this, 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 and this to, to be done. And the second month, this, 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 and this for the second month. And we have a calendar. And from there, we can, on the Zoom, and we can see the the calendar and see we fulfill all the the schedule that we had and, and we're, we're going with the schedule. What is the role exactly of an architect? Is it just drawing the plans, designing no. the house, or do they also are they also builders? No, they manage the, the, the the company that we work with, uh, it's they do all the construction. We have some uh, already projects that we can, they can buy a project that we already have, or they can start from zero, from scratch, from zero. They can draw the project. And, exactly. Yes. You have a catalog. I can say, Hey, out of those 10 different models, I want this one. So yes. we already know pretty much how much it's going to cost. But I also have the possibility to come to you and being like, Hey, here's a nice drawing of the house that I want. How much would it cost to build it? Exactly. You can say this, 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 and I want this, this, this. I have special needs because anything uh, special case that you have, uh, and with the architects, they will draw the or make the project from zero, start the project from zero. Yeah. Let's say I know, I know it's a tough question because there is many, many <laughs> variables, but let's say, uh, I buy a piece of land and I want to build my, my dream house. Let's say this dream house is approximately 2000 square feet, three bedroom, two bathroom, uh, and something like modern in architecture, like what you guys have in Tulum, you know, like flat roof, everything pretty modern. Uh, first question, roughly, and you can give me a range. I, I don't expect a, an exact number, but roughly how much it would cost, and then how long would it take to build something like that? For example, the let me make the conversion in dollars, okay? But between... I'm going to go high, okay? I'm going to go high. Do you prefer uh, high or low? I prefer low, but uh, let's, I want let's you go, to give me your, your range. Let's go low, okay? Um... Depends a lot on obviously the finishes and and everything, but it just to have a range, you know, uh, of approximately how much it costs. Because at the end of the day, I think our audience wants to know: okay, with this amount of money, I can do something like that. Yes, for example, uh, the uh, ten thousand seven hundred sixty-three square feet land. Okay, from there, imagine that you want to make uh, I don't know what. Uh, let's say 200, 300 uh, square meters. This piece of land, this piece of land, how much would it cost roughly? 50,000, 100,000? For example, the ones that we have in Bacalar, it's 50,000. Okay. It would be, it would be way more, right? 
expensive, I assume. No, no, no. For example, right now we have land uh, this size, 10,763 square foot for $50,000. Okay. And let's say you want to build a nice house of 3,229 uh, square foot. Okay. Let's say this. You can maybe build something for two hundred and sixty thousand dollars you're you're roughly at uh three hundred thousand roughly uh what included yes but it's a three bedroom even maybe four bedroom uh three thousand it's a yeah it's a really nice and really big house okay yeah we have for example we have houses in here around let me tell you in dollars two bedroom house for like one hundred and forty five thousand dollars but houses of two bedroom price of those two bedroom is one one like one hundred and forty five thousand dollars houses and that's for a two bedroom yeah for a is two bedroom just the cost is it just the construction or does this include the land? No, this will be only the construction. I, I have, for example, for a two bedroom, I have, I think, one house uh, for $220,000. And the land, it's around average, says 6,996 square foot, the land. That will include on this two twenty. It includes the land and the um, uh, and the house. Just for everybody to understand a little bit better. Uh, so first of all, to finish on this construction part, how long does it take to build one of those houses? Between eight to ten months, more or less. Maybe we can say a little bit less, but remember, it depends. Uh, here it rains a lot. And, and it depends on, on the weather and it depends on the, uh, the permits and all that stuff that we take care of. But we like to get a little bit of, uh, how do you say that, um, time for, uh, time that we. I, eight to 10 months, like, some, sounds good to me. Yes. I'm always scared when I hear people tell me, oh, we, we build very fast. We can build it in three months. And then I'm no. like, you don't <laughs> no. leave, you don't leave any time for. Just even the concrete to dry, you know, exactly, and then the yes. house start to no, crack no. a few months later. So yes, no, I won't uh, say it's three a, months it's because it's, it's not. But yeah, eight to ten months, it would be for sure a good time frame. And so to understand a little bit more, what kind of land is that? Is it is it something with a view of I don't know lakes, water, or is it in the jungle? Like what kind of uh, uh, land can we expect? We have a different kind of land in here. And of course, the prices will change depending. If you want a land with an ocean view, of course, it will be much more for that price, right? But there's the jungle in this place. And, and you won't let me lie. The jungle in here in this area, it's amazing. You can surround your house from trees that are more than 15 meters high so imagine building a house surrounded but by these trees it's beautiful it's beautiful living in here and and i say it as a personal thing when i came here i came from i come from Monterey, mexico which i love 
but my house was surrounded by concrete and other houses and there were no trees right now i'm surrounded by beautiful uh, trees palm trees and, and green area all around my house so it's beautiful yeah and also you can find as i told you this these constructions there are some that are inside an hoa that have a really nice amenities uh, sports club uh, private beach clubs <clears throat> there are some of the other ones that have they don't have a private beach club but they have a sports club they have wellness center they have a really nice uh, schools all around and they have different um, connections with uh, different beach clubs that you can have uh, or you can work out with them it depends also we have uh, in bacalar the front of lagoon or in the middle of the jungle there's a lot of land that you can investing in that makes perfect sense so just to recap a little bit of everything uh it's it's very safe to to invest in uh, in tulum it's a beautiful area but yes. it's growing now you have this international airport that is built uh, being built that is going to be a really state-of-the-art facility that is going to even bring more value to the whole area you are talking about Bacalar, but it's for you a new place uh, to invest uh, in yes. Mexico. It's like a place that is really going to grow uh, in the coming years. Uh, there's a nice market for Airbnb. Uh, it's, it's really something that is being developed. Uh, so not only people want to experience uh, all-inclusive hotel, now they also want to uh, have more of uh, this uh, local experience because there is so many like cultural element to to go to go see while you're there just to give like a price range because we touch many points on you know condos and construction and everything i think we we already narrowed on this construction part can we give an idea of what would be the starting budget like someone that can't afford you know 200 or 300,000 what would be the starting point in in the product that you have for sale right now uh, that being condominium, houses, everything, what would be the smallest uh, entry-level price that you would get? For example, in Tulum, I have a, a really nice uh, condos, really nice studios or one bedroom for around $100,000, maybe a little bit less, but these ones that I'm talking to you of $100,000, and, and this is what came to my head really fast right because we have a lot of more options but amazing location um really near the beach i have a starting price point around one hundred thousand uh, dollars beautiful condos and, and studios so yeah you can find out as i told you maybe starting price point 80 85 89 and from there remember that i tried to give you developers that have good quality because maybe we can find something cheaper than that yeah but i don't know if the quality will be the same i i remember perfectly because me being myself when we were in tulum together i told you like hey show me something very cheap and i remember we've been we've been seeing this apartment that was the quality was absolutely awful and and you're like yeah but like you asked me for something cheap this is something cheap. Yes. Uh, so, so I know that probably if you're saying that this one is a, is a good quality, yes. it definitely is. Uh, so for this price, for example, to, to narrow down on this one, 100,000, you say it's close to the beach, nice area. 
what kind of facilities do you have in the residence for for uh, for this kind of uh, price? Like, do you have all the thing like gym, pool, like all this? Yeah, things? they have a really nice uh, pool area. They have a really nice gym, uh, and and around this area, you can also have uh, like commercial spaces where you can go and, and eat and have lunch and nice restaurants around. So the location, it's really good location. They have, they provide really nice amenities. For example, on these ones, around the pool, they have really nice trees all around the pool. And it gives you like, you feel, you, you said it, if, like if it was in Bali all around the jungle, something like that, and you can feel it and, and see it. It's beautiful. Uh, what would the HOAs be on something like that, like to get, to give an idea? In Tulum, usually the HOA goes around two point five to three point five dollars per square meters. Uh, so that's a uh, that's usually what they have for the HOA. You can find a little bit less, and it's in good projects. Yeah. Yeah, and just to remind uh, rem- remind everybody, this includes all the facilities, like everything I've seen is. Uh, amazing pool like i remember one of them it was set up like a lagoon almost yeah you have like the gym i've seen like restaurants barbecue stuff ping pong table and and also security like you have guards on site uh concierge all of that so uh it's really the same as you would find in one of those very nice residents in uh in miami uh it's uh, it's really an equivalent Okay, well, uh, Mauricio, it's been it's been a little bit more than one hour. We yes. we went a little <laughs> bit uh, over just to uh, so we we already recapped everything. Can you can you tell a bit more? Um, I don't know if you have any last word for the audience, and then share uh, where people can find you if they want to get in touch with you. Okay, well, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me. It was I feel really honored. My as I told you at the beginning, my native language is not English. And- and I felt like sometimes I, uh, yeah, I understand, but, but you live in Florida. So I, I, for me, it was like, I was really nervous to, to be here, but I'm, I really enjoy it. Uh, and I hope that we can meet again and see again. Hope that you can come soon. Okay. Where can they find us? Uh, well, in Instagram, my, my personal Instagram is los huereca is los guion bajo huereca. I think I send it to you. Maybe we can share it. Yeah. Everything uh, in the description below, so they, they they will be able to to click and uh, and get in touch with you. Perfect. And uh, and what, the uh, website for our company is Top Investments. But I would love to for the people that are listening and for the audience, if, if you want to get in contact with us, with John and. and I will I will link everything in the description. Uh, this video is going to be on YouTube. So uh, if you guys want to get in touch with Mauricio, um, as you can see, he's very knowledgeable on this uh, local market and and he's living here. He loves the US as well. I know yeah, that I you're, a fan of the, you're a fan of the dolphins. So you, no, you I'm fan of the bills. No? I'm I'm fan of the bills. Oh my god! But I went to see the, oh the that bills dolphins. I understand that. Okay. This that's, will hurt for you. That's, that's bad for you, but. <laughs> that's that's not very good. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah, I I know that you spend quite some time here in Florida, and you're traveling yes. to the U.S. very uh, very often. So we love to uh, go to to. I went to Orlando. I love to go to Orlando with my kids to Disney. 
I go, I try to go with, to see the Dolphins versus the Bills because it's really near where we live and, and I love it. Mauricio, thank you so much for your time and, uh, and let's talk to you soon. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And hard and you aiming for the seven figures. Hear from the experts who know how to deliver success stories, plenty advice. Time for you to rise. REI tribe, yeah. Real estate agents to investors. All my entrepreneurs, time for you to check this. Johan Direct, he's getting the started man from running businesses to digital marketing. Hey, REI, REI tribe, REI, REI tribe. Let's go.